Welcome, 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 podcast listeners. You are here with your host, Mr. Budget Pedal Chap. That's me. If you're on the stream, you can see my beautiful face. Um, you are also here with Lee, and unfortunately, you can see his face too. Um, <laughs> I've got is, a new haircut. You have? Well, it, it's, it was new last time. Now it's, it's old hat, mate. Um, mate, I'll tell you what, by the end of Christmas, I look like a tramp. <laughs> Maybe by the end of Christmas. <laughs> oh man! Oi, oi, oi. Um, yeah, so oi, it's, oi. it's episode number one eighty live cast. I don't even know which one it is anymore. Um, I've given up on counting. We are again continuing on with the World Cup of Pedals twenty twenty one this week. So stay tuned, and we will be getting on with groups B and F. Um, if you were, if you follow us on the socials, you'll have uh, seen a little sneak peek as to what's coming up. Um, but we'll talk about that a little bit later. As always, we need to warm, warm up the podcast with our standards, with our what we've been up to. Do you want to go, or do you want me to go, Lee? Uh, I'm, I'm easy, mate. You can go first if you would like. Go on then. I will. Um, so, go on, then. I mean. Look, in terms of time, there's only been like four days since we last podcasted, so there hasn't really been a a vast amount of stuff that's actually happened, Um, but um, I I recorded the the Chevtone Preacher video, uh, which will be out tomorrow, or two weeks ago, if you're listening to this on the podcast. So, I mean, yeah, that's (laughs) that's how time works. So... Yeah, uh, I've recorded the Chef Tone Preacher, and my God, is it good. It is, it's just fantastic. Who we got coming up in the chat? We've got <laughs> we got Yeomans, and he's saying it's not Sunday. No, it's not, is it? Um, but uh, here's the thing. We're going to be doing a live cast regularly for the next uh, few weeks or so because of a COVID situation. Um, and we thought, do you know what? If we're going to be doing it every weekend... Let, it, it's just going to be like taking up our bit of our weekend every week. So let's just do it during midweek and uh, we can just have our weekends ourselves. And that's it. And I think in in terms of like our, um, in like the, the viewing figures within the, um, within the group midweek actually makes a bit more sense than uh, the weekend. Cause we, we get a bit more traffic. So hopefully we'll get a few more votes on this, um, this pedal world cup as well um but yeah so um recorded the no talk all tone on the preacher and um i was getting some like really kind of familiar sounds out of it i i was likening it to the best bits of the mojo mojo in certain settings um but with the mojo mojo if you set it like if you've got it set in the perfect position everything just sounds beautiful if you tweak those just a bit, it can sound like a bit flubby if you're up the bass, or it can sound uh, a bit undefined if you've not got the treble just set right. And there's a very, very thin bit of uh, the gain sweep where it sounds l- like really lush. Um, and the preacher has got that sweet spot, but then if you push the gain it still retains all of that clarity and all of the goodness. So 
I, I was in my absolute element playing this. Um, I ended up recording a video that was about 15 minutes long and I had to cut bits out, which is unheard of for the No Talk Autones. I usually do them in one sitting. Um, like do it in one sitting and without having to cut anything out of it. But I ended up playing too much, which is a, <laughs> it's not a bad problem to have. Um, so yeah, I, that that's coming out soon. Um, and then the week afterwards, which will will be out by the time this airs as a podcast i should fingers crossed i should have should. the um that's it uh, i should have uh, a video for the anteras uh, coming on to the no talk all tone um it's about the only tape pedal i don't have but that and a couple others but uh it's the one i should i should have uh, i should get one from Stu. absolutely i mean I've demoed it on the channel before. I think he sent me through um, like the pre-production model, which I think you had at some point as well. Um, yeah, I had that for a while, actually. <laughs> Indeed. Um, so I, I, I tried that and I did a little demo on it. And like since then, I've kind of I've managed to up my game in terms of like video quality and audio quality and just. Um, I think it's about time that the the Antares gets the no talk or tone treatment. So that's what's going to happen, and it's um it's an uh one of the special edition ones as well. It's uh, the green finish, like the lime green finish. Oh right, okay, yeah, yeah. They look wicked. They do look, match my cab. <laughs> really cool, indeed. Yeah, and again, it's thanks to uh to Mister Yeomans from. Uh, chef time for letting me uh, do a borrow. Ah, okay. So he's the man in the know. Let you lend it. He did. Um, so that's out north. Yeah. That's that's coming out soon. I should have. Uh, I think I've got down here as well. I've got something through the post because um, I, I found it as a nice little billy bargain on the uh, on Tinterwebs, and um, I put it up as a. Guess what pedal it is on my Instagram today. So here you go. <coughs> Pardon me. <laughs> Do you know what? It, it's not coming through very well. Is it one of those Amazon pedals? It's uh, it's a K-Line pedal, and it's it's oh. their, oh, their orange burst. I've been talking to them. Yeah, and this is apparently it's one of their best-selling uh, best-selling pedals. Um. It's based on, uh, I say it's inspired by, should I say, uh, the exotic BB preamp. Uh, so ah, yes. It should be pretty Don't nice. Don't you have another pedal which I lent you which is based on that as well? Weren't that the zip amp? Wasn't that the one that was based on that? Could be. Have I got I've, that one or have you got that one? You've got that one. one I've got. Have I? You've got that one. I stamp. That's a shame. You could have done a shootout. I could have indeed. Uh, in fact, oh, yeah, I could have. Yep, that's over there. Yeah, yeah. I could have done a, a three-way shootout between that, the K line, and uh, the stomp. Ah, oh, yes, yes, you could have. Yes, um, stomp versus stomp versus stomp. Indeed. Um, yeah, I think that's not how I've done it in in the past is doing two two of the HX stomp models versus a pedal, haven't I? Um, but I can do it the other way around as well. Clever like Why that. Why the see. hell not? 
Why yeah. the hell not? <laughs> yeah, and, and and to be fair, like the um, the the companies like Musky and and K Line and and Joyo tend to be really big, uh, really big hits on my channel. Uh, being the budget pedal chap, you would you'd expect so. <laughs> Uh, but they they tend to be the ones that bring in uh, bring in loads of people and bringing in loads of like genuine um, like questions about the the product as well. So I'm always uh, always up for doing doing a couple of those sneaky little diamonds in the rough. So I'm got, yeah. I've I've not plugged it in yet, but I'm I'm very excited to try it. Um, Mr. Budget Pedal Chap, do you know what I have an orange pedal coming to me soon? Oh, do you? Can you guess what it is? It's definitely not a budget pedal. <laughs> and it's orange. It's orange. Is it entirely orange? Yes. Ah, so it's not... I was thinking perhaps a Thorpey Mufroom cloud. Uh, sorry, it's not. It's the Fallout cloud now, isn't it? Sorry. My yep. my bad. Uh, um, an entirely orange pedal? I don't know. What are we saying? It's an MXR. Phase 95 or nope. one of the... I've got a 1976 Phase 100 coming to me. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's um, it's one we had for um, for Tonepedia. We've, we're going to be releasing it in the next couple of days. So, ooh, breaking news for you all. <laughs> so we're actually releasing that and the block version. They're both 70s ones. I, I think actually the block one might be an early 80s one. Yeah. Um, sound drastically different though, but I, I was like, do you know what? I want that. <laughs> so I bought it. Um yeah, phase 100 uh, from 1976. I can't plug it in like without a battery and stuff like because it has no DC jack or anything along those lines. Does it not? So, I thought they were... No, not that early. Okay. Because I thought they, they had like the, the weird like 3.5 mil jack. No, puts. no, no, no. It was way before then. Was it? Way <laughs> before then. Yeah. I, I don't know if MXR ever went down that route. I think they might have gone straight to barrel. I'm not a hundred percent sure on that, um, mm. but yeah, it, that's that's going to be my first classic MXR pedal. Um, I've got some classic Boss pedals and stuff, and Ibanez pedals and that, but that's going to be my first classic uh, MXR pedal. But I really want to get the MXR Blue Box, an original one. Yeah, yeah, I can understand why. But I mean, what a place yeah. to start, though. I mean the 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 phase series from MXR are just iconic, aren't they? Yeah, it's a six stage phaser, whereas I think the MXR uh phase ninety is a four stage and the phase forty five is a two stage. Yeah. They're all very mm. distinct sounds as well, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, very. Uh, the, the Ripple Falls that I got, which we spoke about last week, that is um, the Ripple Falls. Sorry, that is a yeah. two-stage phaser on that, and it's really nice because it's there. It's very obvious that it's there, but it is nice and subtle. It's very, um, very tasteful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was listening to the Ripple Fall actually. Um, little plug for the uh, the YouTube channel. Our Mikey dropped a, a Ripple Fall video. Uh, and I was really impressed with the sounds on that. Actually, I thought it was very nice. Yeah, I, 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 you know, 
every time I watch one of Mikey's videos, I'm like, God, that sounds so good. So I don't know why I'm so surprised every time, but I, it was. <laughs> we spoke to to the guys over at Jam, and they were like, "Awesome, thank you so much." <laughs> they just love what we do with it, and um, yeah, it's it's great. It really is absolutely fantastic pedal. Um, I, I found myself because I, I always set modulations like that with a very low rate but high depth so you kind of get this sparkly sound or on a phasey it's kind of like that very slow almost flangery sort of wash from one end to the other and um it's got this speed button in the middle which you can hit to um just like ramps up the speed quite a lot yeah and i just couldn't get my head around it i was just like i, I don't i don't really need that button and then the guys over at jam were like well hang on a minute what Try and set it like a Leslie with a slow speed for a Leslie and then hit that to ramp the speed up like you would because you get usually two speeds on a Leslie, don't you? And, um, yeah, yeah. It, it sounded great. It really did. I think, very, I, found very a, nice. um, I think I found a podcast title there with your flangy so, wash. Flangy wash. <laughs> don't they call that a douche? <laughs> oh. oh, dear. Any subtlety has come and gone there. <laughs> right. Um, dude, what else have you been up to? Um, that, that's pretty much it, to be fair. Like I say, we've had four days since uh, since today and our last podcast. I think the um, the unboxing video of the um, Timbertones uh, tin, this one, um, with the... It's, it's called the Blues Tones um, tin. And I did a little unboxing video on on what you get um, get with that. I think around here somewhere is like a tiny little papoose that the uh, that the tin came in. Very very fancy, very fancy. Um, That's cool, man. But you uh, you you did something today, didn't you? Like out of the blue, I, I did. Um, so I I wasn't expecting um, my parcel to arrive until tomorrow. That's a lie. I was expecting it today, and then I got an email saying, "Oh no, it's not going to be here till Friday." And then out of the blue, it just turned up. Oh, nice. So it was kind of like a bit of a roller coaster because I've been waiting for this since before Christmas, um, and I've been really, really excited to get it. Um, and if if you if you missed it, what happened was um, a company from uh, it- Italy called Jed and Freer who uh, make amps and all sorts of bits have started getting into utility products. So they're getting into like MIDI switches and switching systems for amps. So if you've got lots of amps and you want to switch them between one cab, you can do it and so on and so forth. And one of the things that they've got into is um, power supplies. But if I put it very, very, very bluntly, these guys do not fuck about. Right. <laughs> So they, they just don't, man. They they are very, very to the point. This is what what everyone wants. Most people give everyone a little bit less. What we're going to do is take what everyone wants, give them a bunch more, and put it out at the same price as everyone else, and that sort of thing. So they've created this power supply. Um, I just, just over here. Go and watch the video, the unboxing video I did earlier to see the sizes and these sort of things, but. It's got 15 outputs, and every single output has 1,600 milliamps on it. I mean, that, that's so enough, isn't it? it's just... Yeah. That'll do, yeah. 
I mean, 50, we did speak about this uh, anyway, briefly before, yeah. but sorry, we did. So it's fifteen outputs. All absolutely do you want it? Like I would have thought that that'd be big enough for anyone, but hey ho. Yeah, yeah, it's it's amazing because I've downsized my board a little bit in terms of the amount of pedals. So I've gone from twenty two pedals to um, I think I've halved my number of pedals, but most of the pedals that I've got now do two to three times the amount of things. Actually, no, no, I haven't halved it because I haven't counted in my wires and these sort of things. But um was wah an expression pedal I should say. Um but yeah it, it's it's gonna power everything. I I've looked at loads of things that need more more power and um like even my core I think only needs about twelve hundred milliamps. Okay. So yeah. Only, only. I can't think <laughs> of a power a power supply that gives even one output that gives twelve hundred milliamps. Yeah, I've not got, got one. Fifteen little buggers. I'd, if I if I was um, pairing something like that, I'd have to chain multiple um, multiple ports out to get anywhere near it. I don't think that works with ampage, does it? Does it works with voltage? But I don't think that works with ampage. It's the other way around. I could be it? wrong, but I don't think it does. Well, it doesn't change. The, the the current can be summed, I believe. Anyone anyone who's uh, who's more knowledgeable in the comments, let us know. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure you can uh you can stack voltages but you can't stack amperages. Amperages uh just spreads out over the um over the number of outputs or whatever. Um but uh yeah it's fantastic it's got a fan on it so there's a couple of things i experimented to uh with before we came onto the live stream to see how how it added up uh the fan on it is dead silent all you can hear is a very 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 small amount of um fan noise in terms of the just pushing the air there's no hum on it or anything along those lines and once it's under the board i don't think i'll be able to hear it uh and then once i put it on the floor because it's right up by me at the moment I definitely won't be able to hear it. And as soon as I turned the amp on, I couldn't hear it, that's for sure. Yeah, um, I mean, you could get one of those oscillating fans and as, as soon as you switch the amp on. <laughs> people worry about it for uh, recording purposes, so that's that's why I mention it. But, yeah, it doesn't make anywhere near enough noise for it to be a factor. Uh, I'm yeah. sure the road near me makes more noises. Um the uh, outputs, they're all lit up, no matter whether you have um, a power, uh, you know, a, a cable plugged into it or not. Whereas mm-hmm. other power supplies I've used, uh, they only light up when you've got them plugged in or when they're active. So mm-hmm. that's um, something to note. But it is handy because the whole side of it is is black. So it does show you where, where you're yeah. plugging into. So it's, it acts as a guide. So that's an upside to it. The little connector that comes with it, which is called the Edison, it yeah. has um, it has polarity changing on it, so you can change it from center negative to center positive. And then you've got four different options, which are twelve volts, fifteen volts, eighteen, and twenty-one volts, I believe it is. And what I did is I plugged in my Cali um, seventy-six. Now that can take up to eighteen volts. I don't think it could take any higher, so I didn't try it. But what I did is I played it at 9 volts, then I plugged that in, and then tried it at 12 volts, and then I just kept pressing the button to switch between the three, and I could feel it compressing more 
as as I went up in the voltage. And that was a nice way of it showing me what adding more voltage to a compressor does. Because yeah. I expected it just to make the compressor louder. It does that on the carbon copy delay. As you increase the voltage on the carbon copy delay, it gets louder. Well, the repeats get louder, I should say. But yeah. on this, it just compressed more. It just got tighter and tighter, and I could actually feel it. It was a really strange feeling because you don't you don't normally feel it in such a sudden increment. So that was really cool. Nice. Yeah. It's fantastic. I'm 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 gonna highly recommend that to anyone um, because cost wise, it's it's equivalent to what you'd get out there already. They have an AC uh, module on its way. I've actually got a a, um, a prototype of that here as well, and I tested that out with my um, uh, what should we call it Line Six Doodah the Synth the DL not the DL Four but the FM Four. Yeah. which is bloody awkward to power. That's 1,200 milliamps, 9 volts, AC. <laughs> yeah, so it's... Yeah, Centre it positive. Tick, <laughs> it ticks multiple, like, bastard boxes. Yeah, centre positive, 1,200 milliamps, 9 volts, um, AC. Shit, just, What were Learning 6 thinking when they did that? It's just like... Uh, yeah, let's make something really good that no one can use. But it was supplied with a, a a power supply, weren't it? So it was like you've got to use this. And to be fair, back then, like pedal boards were someone with a one spot daisy chaining pedals together. It, it weren't as complicated and as um, as nuanced as it is now. So. Yeah, I, I think you can say that. Yeah, I think that's a fair statement. Yeah, whereas pedal boards, are, it, it seems in our kind of circles, are almost as important as the the guitar itself these days. Is it's how it's uh, how it's seen. Yeah, well, I, I think the um, I think it's as for me it is. For me, I, I want the pedal board and the amp to kind of be more or less one and the same. Um, yeah. You get amps with effects and everything built into it and so on and so forth, even if it's just tremolo and reverb from old fenders and these sort of things. So, you know, it's you get different drive sounds from different amps. You push them harder with a boost or whatever. Um, that's the same as just having a boost built into a, an amp. So... Yeah, the the way I look at it is um, if you can use your whole pedal board as your amp and just like all the bits are modular, then that that's what you're doing, and and that's how I run it. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm in a very similar way. Everything pretty much goes in the front end, and it's um, the the drive is on the floor, and it's it's essentially in lieu of uh, having like a an amp that has three different gain stages and like three different channels as well as having inbuilt modulation and reverbs and delays and, and all this so yeah it is what it is isn't it um I notice we're kind of about halfway through and we should probably uh get our world cup stages yeah, let's do it. So, so let me bring up last week's. So 
last week we went through um, Group A and Group E. So we had the Boss DS1 and the um, DOD 250 go through from Group A. And in no, group... we didn't. Did we not? What did we have? Sorry. The Whammy. The Dodd 250 and the Whammy. Was it? Not. Yeah, neither of the bosses got through. So uh, two it... pedals I definitely wouldn't choose. No, yep. I did choose the DT Whammy, didn't I? Yeah. You did? Yeah. Um, sorry. Okay, right. And what did we have in Group E then? It was uh, the Solar Bender, uh, Tone Bender, and the Range Master, of course. It, yep. it was, yeah. It was. Unfortunate for... Uh, the MXR Distortion Plus. I think if it would have, if it would have been in a slightly different group, maybe, maybe. But they were too heavy hitters. They were. Yeah. Um, so we're doing Group B and F this week. So we're basically running concurrently. Uh, we're doing one from the top row, one from the bottom. So we're doing a B and F. And in Group B, we have I've only got... bought. I've only bought Group B up on the screen. Just to let you know. Yep, cool. So in Group B, we have got the Electro Harmonics Big Muff. We have got the Dano uh, Dan Electro Talkback. Uh, we've got the Boss DM2 Delay and the Ibanez TS9. So what are your thoughts? All right, okay. So it's got to be one and four for me because i've never played the talkback i've heard good things about it but i've never heard the, i've never played the talkback and do you know what controversially i don't like the dm2 what mm. yeah i've played it a couple of times and i don't really like it, it it's just do you know there, there's one other boss pedal i don't like and that's the phaser i i no. they, those two pedals just don't do it for me Okay, okay. I uh, I've just I've just seen the uh, the chat and we've got another vote for uh, the the TS and the the big muff. Um, it has to so, be them too. Uh, they're so iconic. Yeah, I, I was thinking because as much as the electro harmonics is iconic, I haven't really gelled with a. A muff circuit yet i haven't tried too many but i haven't really uh gelled with a muff circuit yet so i'm gonna go i'm gonna go dm2 and ts9 because I, th- I think again like the dm2 is iconic and it, it kind of it was the start of those kind of uh being able to do delays that small uh so it was it was kind of heritage, isn't it? It's it's where it all came from, um, and there are, there are so many things that kind of owe themselves to it. I mean, I don't think we'd be talking about the carbon copy if the the DM2 weren't about. Yeah, because uh, see, the carbon copy is um, one of my all time favourite pedals, and I yeah. think in a long, long long way it's it it seems better but do you know what that was the very very first analog delay i ever plugged in and yeah. um yeah hang on uh sean just got on can you repeat the question okay on the screen what we've got is we're play- we're doing um pedal world cup so you need to choose two to come through from here so give us let us know which two you would choose out of these four yeah, so it's, it's working kind of 
Football World Cup rules. So we're in the group stages at the moment. The two two winners of the group go through to the the kind of tournament uh, tournament round after that. So uh, at the moment we've got um, three votes for sorry we've got two votes for the Big Muff, none for the Dano. We've got one for the DM1. Uh, sorry DM2, and we've got three for the Ibanez uh, TS9. Yeah, so how how can you not put through the the uh, the tube screamer? It's got to be. In fact, we could have put tube screamer on there. Uh, have we got eight oh eight in another? No, we thing? haven't got eight oh eight in another. No, I I had to pick for one of the one of the variants. Mm. I didn't do it with the muff because they're so divisive, uh, and some people will say, uh, "No, absolutely won't touch this certain type." But love the the green Russian or whatever. Uh, so I didn't want to. <clears throat> so Sean's gone for Muff and TS9. That's uh, that's Sean of Sugar Ray Licks as well. You should check out their um, check out their web their YouTube channel. And there we go. So that that's all. That's pretty much. Unless we've got a, a landslide coming out with some more votes uh, before the end of the show. That's pretty much putting those two two three. I'll make a note of that. So we've got those two. Do you know uh, what? So that... We're gonna have to call it. T- uh, tube screamer in general because we've called it big muff in general and there's so many different variants of big muff yeah but like the the tube screamer is it's two camps isn't it it's your 808 and you know and even the no they're the same god damn they're the same go on to Tonepedia mm, okay. right we have probably about nine different tube screamers yep and did you just pull something out of your computer no, I've just uh, my computer just made a noise. I've pulled something out of it, and I'm worrying what it is. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, no, I was just checking the uh, checking the stream. Okay, so uh, yeah, we we've got probably nine different tube screamers on Timepedia, and they range from the very very first eight to eight, which in, is in the narrow box, all the way through uh, the seventies and the eighties, and all the way up to the modern tube screamers. And do you know what? They all sound exactly the same. This is the highest end quality audio you can get for any demo out there without the compression that you get on YouTube. Go ahead and listen to it with some headphones on it. You're not going to get a better quality audio. Go and have a listen. We've got uh, we've got Sean um, chipping in here saying, it's fun to buy a, a talk box, but if you, you, like, once you use it once, the magic wears off. And I think what, that's what we're finding with some of these because I've thrown in some novelties. Um, and I'll talk back. Be, the talk back isn't a talk box, is it? The talk no, back it's is a reverse delay. delay. Yeah. Um, but like the the principle is is very similar. I mean, throughout some of these, um, some of the, in fact, actually, in our next one, we've got a, a quite niche pedal, um, and it's one of those that. Are, for some people, that will be the absolute sound. Um, but then for others, it'll be, oh, that was fun. Like, for example, the Korg Miku. <laughs> I don't think anyone is making that there. The, the the crux of their pedal board, is it? You say that. My very good friend and fellow admin of Pedal Board to Doom, um, he was my best man at my wedding. Right? So, you know, very, very good friend, Alex Wrigley. Um, used it 
a lot on his album. Well, there you so go. I, I will have to. I'll have to link you up to it because it's it's good, man. <laughs> yeah. So, like, some people will will take the effect and run with it, and and it will be their thing. But for the majority of us, it will be a huh. That was fun. Um, so let's go on to Group F actually. Whilst we're whilst we're talking about these, um, okay. So, so Group F, we've we've sorted Group B there. So Group F is the Digitech Bad Monkey. Uh, oh, hang on a second. We've just had um, Mr. Flisher, Anthony Flisher of uh, Folks and Guitars. Anthony, quickly let us know. Choose two of these: the Big Muff, group. Dano Talkback. Boss DM2, Ibanez TS9. I'll leave them up for you while you give us your answers while we move on to Group F. Okay, so we've got the Digitech Bad Monkey. We're going to have the Dan, Dan Electro um, Sitar Soir, mate. Not <laughs> not the Ravish Sitar. I, I unfortunately dropped the ball with that one. So we're going to go with the Dano um, Sitar Soir, mate. We're going for the EHX Holy Grail. And the MXR Phase 90. Um, I can almost guarantee that there's one of these that you're going to choose straight off the bat mm. based on your recent purchase. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, um, that's a given, isn't it? It is, I assume. Um, how about for the other, others, though? So you've got uh, Digitech Bad Monkey, which very similar to the TS9. Um Dano, uh, Sitar Swami, and the uh, EHX Holy Grail. Anthony chose very wisely for the Big Muff and the Tube Screamer. Yep, it seems to have seems to have gone the way that we thought. I I, I uh, secretly um, think that you would have chosen the same if I had chosen differently. Possibly, I think, but, yeah. I think you've just gone there just to make conversation <laughs> <laughs> almost. <laughs> Yeah, it's, I've got a bit of a soft spot for the for the DM2, though. To be fair, I do like it. Um, and analog delay is the best kind of delay. Um, That's so not. Tape delay is the best off. type of delay. Uh, right. So, Bad Monkey, uh, Sitar Swami, Holy Grail, Phase Ninety. What are you saying? Put your chips down now. Not going to vote for two cheese screamers in a row, so Bad Monkey can do one. It's a good pedal, but I it just like why would I vote for two? Let, let's face it, right? If later on it goes against Bad Monkey to Tube Screamer, Tube Screamer's going to win it all day long. Even though the Bad Monkey is good, I think more people have heard of the Tube Screamer, so more people will vote for the Tube Screamer. Nothing wrong with Bad Monkey. I've heard Robert Keeley say you know it's one of the best uh, Tube Screamers he's ever used. So. Um, you know, the man knows a thing or two, doesn't he? So <laughs> you could say that, yeah. Ravish Sitar and the Sitar Sawi. I can't remember what, how it's yeah. pronounced. Sitar um, Sawami. Never played them. Holy Grail. Yeah. It's a good pedal. Um, so yeah, it's going to be three and four for me. The Holy Grail, the Electro Harmonics Holy Grail, and the MXR Phase Ninety. And we've uh, got uh, we've got Anthony Flisher doing exactly the same Holy Grail and Phase Ninety. Um, again, I'm going to go against you. <laughs> I'm going to go. Um, I'm going to go Bad Monkey and Phase Ninety. So we've got three for we've got a three for the MXR at the moment. We've got two for the Holy Grail. 
We got one for the bad monkey. Come on, come on, people. The bad monkey is a good pedal. No, um, Yelman's chose bad monkey in phase ninety as well. Oh yes, get in. So we've got. I mean, it's almost guaranteed there that the uh, the phase ninety is going through, and the bad monkey's got two, and the holy grail has got two. Sean, because um, you only picked one, it means that the deciding vote's down to you. If you if you had to choose between the bad monkey and the holy grail, which one would you choose? Let's see, are you that, going that's the for, question. Are you going for uh, just some some reverb, or are you going for a tube screen which has got an added bass control, so that you can you can control the amount of that bass cut? It's a good pedal. It is a good pedal. Um, uh, and it's probably better build quality than the electro harmonics as well. Wow. Okay. Holy Grail. He went for Holy Grail. Okay. I know why. It's because it's linked to Monty Python. Okay. 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 <laughs> I'll, I'll allow it. So it looks like, unless we, because we'll run this through the whole of the podcast just in case anyone puts their votes in late. Um, but. It looks like our winners for today are the EHX Big Muff and the Ibanez Tube Screamer. And we've got the EHX Holy Grail and the MXR Phase 90. That does mean um, the boss are kicked out of the competition at this stage because their two pedals were kicked, uh, were kicked out last week. And then their third and final choice has been kicked out this week. Oh, dear. Uh, I, that's unbelievable. I know. Who would have thought it? Uh, who'd have funk but, it yeah but that's the way the cookie crumbles and so we've got two from EHX going through um, we've got our first first one from uh, MXR I, th- I really thought that the uh, the distortion plus would have got through but I mean if if it's all riding on the, the MXR phase 90 it's, it's on the shoulder of giants and it so do you know that was the first pedal MXR ever released? Was it now? Yeah. That, and then it was the Distortion Plus shortly after. I had to write descriptions for the Phase 90 earlier, so I was reading up on it. <laughs> Fair play. Oh, dear. Right. Um, we'll do a bit of news before we uh, before we head off, because we're, we're doing pretty well in terms of time. Yeah, it's good, isn't Let's it? Have- We've, it's not like we've yeah. um, been shanking anything either. Shanking, that's not the right word. Nothing that rhymes with that either. Um, it's not like we've been, like, <laughs> skimping. Skimping's the word I was thinking of. That's it. Yeah, we've had meat, meaty conversation topics. Um, however, uh, we've we've got some news, and this is news that I've put off for a little bit of time, so we are going to do this, this one now, which is the Reverend... Um, Reverend... Um, six gun HPP. So this is a bit of a strange one, mainly because of the uh, the odd, uh, unusual but quite exciting pickup combination. So HPP describes what the pickup combination is: humbucker in the bridge, two P90s uh, in middle and neck. Uh, so we've got uh, HA5 humbucker and PA. Uh, sorry, nine uh, A5 uh, P90s uh, with the Reverend stuff as well, you get it's the the controls are a little bit different, so it's not like volume and tone or volume, volume, tone. Um you get a volume, like a master volume for the lot, but you also get 
a treble control and a bass control. So it's like a, a treble cut and a bass cut so that you can sculpt the overall tone. And this is, it's not, um, not something that's exclusive to this range. It's something that quite a lot of the Reverend guitars have got. Um, but I thought that's, that's quite cool. Do you know what my issue with that is? Go on. My issue with that is I play a lot of guitars. I swap between guitars all the time. And I like my tone to be my tone and my volume to be my volume. And um, the differences between my guitar aren't that much, such as like if I want to tap things, I know that on all my guitars like, I can tap things on. It's just a pull of the um, volume knob or whatever because you've got push-pull things. I don't want to turn around to my uh, and, and have to think about it. This is why I don't have things like Jazz Masters and the the Red Special and stuff with all these different switching combinations because I'm like, I don't want all that. I don't want to have different things to mess around on. Yeah, you want a uniformity. Um, but you tend to find the people who, who buy one reverend and then buy more reverends, um, they're quite a... Uh, quite a brand that there's an allegiance with um so i think yeah you, you might like if you are the occasional user of a reverend um it might it might trip you up a bit i don't think i'd i'd necessarily worry all that much because i'm not uh constantly tweaking the controls um a lot of the time it's just flat out to be fair <laughs> And I, I get the, the kind of the dynamic and the uh, the tonal changes from where I'm picking and how I'm picking. Um, but yeah, I, I thought I thought it was pretty cool. I think uh, I think G and L guitars uh, have something similar as well. Um, so I think it's, it's not it's not exclusive to uh, to Reverend, but it's it's something that is across the ranges as well. Um, so we've got mm. we've got. Uh, quite a quite a spectacular guitar here. Uh, so they're Karina bodies with uh, either a Pauferro, uh, Pauferro board or roasted maple. Um, Twelve inch radius neck, so quite modern feeling. Bonite nut and uh, the Wilkinson WV five fifty trem, which is their like upper market trem. I believe it's the ones that have got like the the individually uh, adjustable saddles and then you adjust them via like Allen keys. So it's all very kind of sturdy. Um, and it comes in four different colours that I can't remember for the life of me what they were. I know it's got like a Daphne kind of blue um, and there was like a satin two-tone burst maybe. You got a picture up there. Let, let me grab a picture. What's, what's the model number? Uh, Reverend. It's the six-gun. Uh, six HPP. Six gun. HPP. Let my grab a picture yeah. for you. Okay, sure. there you are. Sean's uh, giving some love to the the old school big uh, Holy Grail. Of course, that's the one that we were talking about. Not the uh, not the cutback versions like the Nano and the. Did they do a look at? They they don't do micro pedals, do they? EHX. Yeah. Well, no. Okay, so they do do micro pedals, but they're they're micro in comparison to they're called the nanos, aren't they? So they're micro in comparison to what they usually are, which is the size of a TV. Um, 
So, I love that about electroharmonics. Just unabashedly ballsy. There you go, boys and girls. That, I'll tell you what, despite my earlier criticisms, that is a sexy fucking guitar. It's all right, isn't it? I like that, yeah. I like that a lot. Can you see it? Yeah, I can do. It's on my face. That Palfero isn't particularly light either, is it? <laughs> no, I think I think the roasting uh, helps as well. I don't think they would have roasted the, the Palfero, but against the roasted maple, it gives everything more of a darker look. Yeah, because that's, that's the um, the criticism of Palfero with a lot of guitarists is that it don't quite look like rosewood. And it looks it looks a bit like the midpoint between a roasted maple fretboard and a rosewood fretboard. Yeah, if you oil it, it, it looks a bit better. But um, yeah. you don't want to have to oil, oil, oil your guitar every other day, do you? Yeah, some people enjoy that kind of thing. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, these are coming in at uh, 879 quid. Which not bad, is it? It's not terrible. Uh, considering it's a Karina body, they're, I think they're Far Eastern made. They're made in Korea, but they're quality inspected over in the US. Um, it's near bad. It's near bad. I mean, because you're um, talking like the... Some of, like some of the upper end Epiphones and the uh, the PRS SEs are, are kind of reaching that kind of price as well. So it's it's competitive. Honestly, I thought it was going to look like um, dog poo when you said it was like humbucker P ninety P ninety. But now I'm looking at it, um, it's not bad at all. Is it? It's it's really quite nice. I've, I like the way they've done it. The the uh, humbucker for people listening to this on the podcast, the humbucker actually has a black surround on it, and the P90s are black themselves, and they've chosen like nigh on exactly the same colour black, so it does follow through uh, quite nicely. So you've got humbucker at the neck, humbucker in the middle, and then by the bridge, which obviously the bridge is chrome, you've got a chrome humbucker but with a black surround, so it kind of like the, the middle point is the humbucker where it blends the chrome and the black together, and then when you get to the bridge, it's mostly chrome. Very, very yeah, nice. Chrome knobs as well, which kind of tie that all in together as well. Uh, yeah, no, it's, it's a nice a, looking a black, guitar. Uh, black pickup switch as well. Very nice. Very nice. Yeah, yeah I mean, they've, they've been putting out a fair few things. There's, I think we we failed to to report on the uh, the signature. Richard Gill, is it, I think? Someone like that. They've basically done a, a reverend strat, which was pretty cool. Uh, and we've not we've not reported on that one. We might we might swing back round right to that. Who did he uh, play for again? Uh, Chelsea. <laughs> <laughs> Richard Gill. I, I know the band that he was in. I'm sure I do. I can't think of it off the top of my head. Sure. <laughs> um, yeah. It, it, I mean, that's just it's essentially like a a Gilmore looking strat. It's like black with white pickups or like cream pickups, should I say? Um, and yeah, decent looking because it's a signature model. It's pushing into that like grand, grand and a half kind of uh, price point. So it ended up just kind of slipping off our uh, slipping off our news radar a little bit. Um, but these uh, these six gun because the the six gun is a shape that's been out before 
but the mm. the PP sorry the HPP um, pickup configuration is quite a new one. Didn't we have a look at these in Birmingham? Sure. Yes, I, I, I can't remember seeing any. Oh, oh, was that what um what we played at the the boss um booth when Could we played be, the Wild I think they were right next door to the boss booth. They were, and it was a triple P ninety version. I'm pretty sure, weren't it? Because um, uh, Matt Knight ended up buying that exact um, guitar. Did he? He did. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, it was wicked. I really, I really liked it. I thought it played very well. I was wondering where he was. Look, Mr. Bimson's just joined us. Are you, are you staying here? He says, I'm not here, but Yeoman's is spot on. <laughs> he is. He is. Always is. Um, do you want to move on to one final bit of news before we wrap this cast up? We can, my dude. We can. Which one do you want? Do you want the uh, the you know Noventa? I, I, I think we have enough time to do both. Because they're Ooh, gonna, there's going to be some overlap, you know. Go on then, go on. Uh, so, Fender, Fender have been having a busy, busy old time. It seems like they're actually doing like a, almost like a faux Nam 2021 release, because they've released a fair amount in the space of this week. Um, one of which is the Fender Naventa um, series, which I think sits between like the player and the. Performer is it the like the the American standard equivalent? Um, so these are they're, they're basically like made in Mexico, um, but you've got three uh, three different shapes: strat, tele, and jazz, and they've all got a common thread that goes through them. Each and every one of them has a P ninety, at least one P ninety. So the the strat is a is two P nineties. Um, so it comes comes in uh, Daphne blue, surf green, and crimson, uh, crimson red transparent, uh, and it's coming up at like seven nine nine. So that kind of similar price point to the Reverend actually. Uh, then you've got the telly. Uh, I think this is the the one that's been catching people's eye a little bit more. So this one's a bit like. Uh, it, so it's got the the look of like the Cabernet Atelier, where it's got like the half pick guard, the cut down um, control switch, and the uh, the kind of half bridge, and it's got one P ninety in the bridge. So it's it's kind of Cabernet looking, but it's it's almost like Les Paul Junior uh, inspired or Les Paul Junior sound inspired. And that one is looking absolutely fantastic. You've got these. In fact, you've got them up. Yeah. So you've got the the, the best color there as well, which is the Fiesta Red uh, in this Cabernet looking Noventa Noventa Telly. It looks uh, so rock and roll, that doesn't it? It really does. It does. It's like, it's a, like a, a a Les Paul Junior, isn't it? It does. It looks like the Les Paul Junior meets the telly, doesn't it? Uh, mm. And then you've got the 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 jazz jazz version, um, which has got three P nineties, which is mental. So you it's, you've got the one two three going on here, haven't you? Going from right to left on this picture. Yeah, three two um, one, if you like. Yeah. 
Yeah, wasn't that a TV show in the 70s? Five, four, three, two. I don't know what one there. One. <laughs> so uh, the, the telly's coming in a bit cheaper because obviously it's got one less pickup. It's coming at 759. Um, you've got um, Vintage Blonde, you've got the Two Tone Burst and the Fiesta Red. Uh, the Jazz Master is coming in a little bit more expensive. Comes in Surf Green, Fiesta, uh, Fiesta Red, and Walnut, which I assume is the one that we've got there. Uh, I guess so. That looks almost like uh, an SG Red, doesn't it, on the picture? But yeah, it does look like a vintage cherry, like trans- transparent cherry. But apparently, I have been that's messing walnut. around with it because all the background was uh, yellow. I, I realised I could do chroma key on it, so I, I did. So we can be seen in the background. It's, it's deleted you away a little bit because of your ambient lighting, I think. <laughs> but um, terrible. But yeah, it might have affected the colours a little bit. So uh, let's just take it, it for given that that should be walnuts. Yeah, yeah, uh, and they look they look pretty nice. Um, they've done done a pretty uh, pretty solid job with the colour. Oh, pardon me, with the colouring as well. Um, I think they've they they're hitting the the very popular kind of pastel um, pastel fender colours there, aren't they? Like the surf greens and the the fiesta reds appearing. Um, it's not a bad price point as well, considering. Yeah, yeah they they look quite cool. Um, that and none of them really speak to me in a big way, apart from the Cabernita looking thing, because that it just looks really. Uh, you can imagine playing that in a punk band, but. You know when you see a punk band and you think, oh, they're just going to be playing like power chords all night or something, and then the guitarist goes ahead and actually surprises you, and you're like, oh shit, that, that's really, really good. That that's the sort of guitar you expect them to be playing. You are crafting a narrative around this one. I'd play some dirty, dirty blues. I'm pretty sure you play uh, dirty Billy blues Gibbons on anything. When you take an Ibanez gem and go and play dirty blues on it. I would definitely, definitely would. Uh, yeah, I think Billy Gibbons has got a similar kind of similar telly to that, so it's giving me giving me Reverend Billy G vibes. Um, but also, um, Fender have not only just come out with this. I mean, they've come out with a fair few things, um, but we're also going to mention on their cheaper side as well. They've pulled an absolute blinder in the Squire um, Squire Contemporary, um, the Squire Contemporary line. Before so we the, go on to the, that, we've the, just had a comment about the reverence. So should I just uh, catch on to that before we go on to the uh, squires? Yeah, um, yeah. Michael Kilford said, reverence are, are a great neck, frets a touch bit big, but um, always the best setup and for mid-rangers in the shop by miles. Yeah, that's that's good. It's nothing better than actually getting a guitar and having it set up properly. It, cannot, it can be a completely different guitar to what you're used to, but if it's set up well... And plays well, then it, it makes a hell of a difference. I tend to find that with Ibanez guitars, their their setups tend to be quite consistent when you play them in shops. Yeah, always liked liked Ibanez because of that. Um, so yeah, it's quite contemporary. We've got we've got a shed load. So we've got we're going to start off. Uh, they're doing a, an HH Strat with a Floyd Rose. Um, <laughs> <laughs> which is it's got a roasted maple neck uh it's coming in two two colors gunmetal metallic and shell pink sparkle i think it is 
Ooh, that's, this one could uh, that's be definitely... either of them. <laughs> I think this is the shell pink sparkle, but it's a very subtle shell pink sparkle. I wonder who had um, a say on that. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say this is it's very much a a J Cross influence there, isn't it? Or a guitar nerds in general? I don't uh, think he would so be choosing got... a Floyd Rose though. I, th- I think they had to concede something. The black again. Otherwise, it just nice. For, for the listener, yeah, it's I mean, all black. You got the black pickups, black Floyd Rose, black knobs, black pickup switch, black, black everything, and all of that looks like a void on top of this sparkly shell pink. Yeah, it's it's almost Ibanezy again, isn't it? Like mm. you've got a fair few Ibanezys. Uh, so next in the range is the RH Tele, which is. So it's got um, your standard telly bridge pickup, but it's a rail rather than a, a single coil, uh, and then a humbucker in the neck. Roasted maple again. You've got three colours on this one. So they're uh, gunmetal metallic again, white, pearl, and uh, shoreline gold. And I've got to, got to say, I, I saw that shoreline gold. I'm very, very tempted by that because it's really like ro- roasted maple again. H... Uh, HS almost set up. I'd obviously not be having the high output pickups if I was keeping it, but it looks looks a quite tidy little machine. Do you know um, what humbuckers in a strat uh, or a telly, uh, mainly a telly, humbuckers in a telly is the same as putting single coils in a Les Paul. No, no, yes, it's not. It's, it's sacrilege, uh, and it should be banned. I no, I I am a fan of uh, telly neck pickups. I lo- I do like them, but I'll I'll be down for this. I've got tellies with humbuckers in the neck, and they sound fantastic. So screw you. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah. So I mean, so far, like the the contemporary strap with the Floyd Rose is three five nine euros, which not bad at all. The contemporary telly three three nine. Uh, so we've got an HT strap, which means hard tail. Um, again, uh, I think roasted maple neck. I'm not entirely sure actually with this one, but this is the one that's got that. It's got the three pickups, but the the two are almost in a humbucker formation because they're right up against each other. This um, is hard and they're slanted. This, this is this has got a whammy the, bar. They do two different versions. They do one with the whammy and then one without. So the the picture you're looking at is is of the uh, the contemp- uh, contemporary strap with trem, and that's in the skyburst finish. Um, but they do uh, they do the hardtail one in gunmetal metallic again and vintage uh, vintage pearl. No, it's not. Uh, sun sorry sunset uh, sunset metallic and vintage pearl. Uh, so the sunset metallic is sorry, almost mate. like a. Sunset Metallic is almost like um, like a sparkle finish uh, cherry sunburst that you get on a Les Paul. It's almost that kind of vibe. And that's the hardtail hardtail one. What colour is this? Uh, that, the, the one on there is the sky, uh, sky Blue Metallic. Uh, sorry, Skyburst Metallic. Skyburst Metallic. That's nice, that. Yeah, and I think... And again, I think that's a uh, roasted maple neck as well. So, pretty tasty. 
Uh, I mean, look, get, getting a roasting maple neck for this price point is unheard of most places. So, um, so. yeah, the hardtail one is three three nine again. The and with the trem three three nine. So you're not getting, uh, you're not getting a bump up in price for them adding a trem system. Um, and then you've got the Jag, which is HH stop tail, um, in shoreline gold, sky blue metallic again at three three nine. So mm. like proper proper rock machines there, and they're co- it looks like they're kind of going for that uh, that Charvelli market, doesn't it? Yeah, I I can see where the um... The, the strap with a HH in it sits, you know, that that's going for the Charvel sort of thing. The, um, the two humbucker telly is kind of going for that Chapman market, isn't it? Then you've got the, the jazz master is more or less a jazz master. It's just got a, a Les Paul set up on the back end of it. So you, you're losing that stupid bridge, uh, trim system. Um, it's got humbuckers rather than jazz master pickups as well. Well, yeah, that's that's true. That's a very good point. <laughs> very, very good point that I overlooked there. But this this strap with the free angled um, pickup. So, listener, what you've got there is, um, you know how the bridge pickup is always angled on a strap, then the others are straight. Well, it's angled all three of them. But as Mister Budget Pedal Chap said, the uh, the bridge in the middle. Uh, it's like the bridge has been moved down towards. Sorry, the middle has been moved down towards the bridge, and they're they're like a, a third of the width of a pickup, a single coil pickup between them. So it's really they're really 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 close. So you put them on together, it is going to be like having a humbucker. Yeah, it's it's, it's very much humbucker looking, isn't it? I had to I had to like take a double take on it just to make sure it weren't. Uh, but they are they are separated, uh, and it's it's really know, interesting. But you... even... well, that, you... sorry, as, what you say? That's as authentic as you can get for having coil tapping. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, I was I was really surprised that the neck pickups uh, slanted as well. Which that's got to be pretty cool. It's just it's just something new, isn't it? And it's um, I'm I'm mm. quite excited by that. I think I might have it, to go try some of them. Yeah, good luck. <laughs> but I wonder. Um, yeah, I wonder how it would look in real life because sitting here looking at a picture that's obviously been photoshopped. Uh, you know, it looks looks great, but how's that really going to look in real life? Is it going to look good or is it going to look empty? I don't know. I mean, you'd have to see it in because I assume even though they can't do. Um, can't do like the the uh, expos themselves. I'm assuming now they've been uh, been announced, they'll be making their way to certain YouTube personalities, and you'll be able to see kind of what it looks like next to someone as well. Yeah, that's fair play. Uh, we should also point out that this um, this strap with the um, the slanty pickups uh, it only has two knobs, a volume and a tone. It doesn't have the extra tone pot. Neither does the one with the uh, two humbuckers. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Is there anything missing on the Jazzmaster? No, no, I can see. Apart from the massive 
massive trem system at the back. No, it, it looks. <laughs> mind you, it's got. It looks like it's got one one knob and a switch rather than the two knobs for the jazz circuit. So maybe it isn't. I don't know. Mm. I'm not. I'm not too familiar with with jazz masters, if I'm honest. Me either. We need someone who is really, don't we? We need to, to get someone with us who who knows a bit more about these uh, sort of um, ambient guitars, surf. Yeah, guitars. the offset kind of stuff. Yeah, 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 for sure, man. So that that is that for the squires. I, I think they've done a, a good job. I think they're going to hit that sort of young player market um, for you know they're putting out some good guitars and. I love roasted maple necks. I think they look really, really good. But the yeah. the um, the one with the Floyd Rose, if that was just a normal trim system, I think I'd really like that. I mean, you could just block the Floyd Rose for that price. Mm. It could be well worth it. And Floyd Rose systems are good for tuning stability, even if they are blocked. Because you, you had um, uh, Mick Thompson from Slipknot who had a blocked Floyd Rose tremor. It was a blocked um, Ibanez Edge trem, I think, on his on his signature. And also uh, Monkey from Corn, maybe, or it might yeah. have been might have been Head. I don't know. One of one of the two who had like a a blocked. Um, blocked edge system on his uh, signature albums as well. Um, they, they used seven strings, didn't they? If I remember rightly, or did they yeah, just possibly. tune down like a motherfucker? It was one of the two. I think they did both. <laughs> yeah, did both. <laughs> yeah. God, I miss listening right. to Corn. I used to listen to him a lot. I always thought a uh, a good tribute band name for them would be Corn on the Cub. Um. But with the, the the backwards K, I think that is probably a place where we need to wrap this podcast off. If I'm honest, you could do you could um, do like a, a KFC um, uh, logo and then put "Would you like corn with that?" <laughs> <laughs> oh dear! Right, so um, we we wrap this up as we as we would usually. I I give thanks to all of those people who joined in uh, joined in with the 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 live chat today especially uh down to your votes even if some of them were wrong um putting <laughs> through uh the Ibanez tube screamer and what else did we have in that that group let's put it up now let's, we've got it here um so we had um the tube screamer and the big muff coming through the from big group muff. b yeah and group f we had the holy grail and the mxr Phase 90, of course, go through from uh, Group F. No, we did. Uh, so thank you. Uh, thank you all for participating in that. Um, we also need to extend a massive shout out to our Patreon backers who are the people who turn this light on this one here. Like, uh, there we go. They keep that light going. Um, and for as little as $2 a month, you can be one of these amazing people who get their name shouted out on every podcast. And we will start off with Mr. Andrew Bimpson. We will say Mr. Adam Yeomans of Chef Tone Effects. Um, we have got Mr. Doug Christ of 37 Effects. We have got Joseph Richardson of Joseph Richardson Music and Abstractium Band. 
We have got huge erection in the pants. Um, we have got uh, Mr. Fletcher of Fletcher Pickups. And we have got Mr. Brian Gower of the Tone Jerks podcast. Um, if you want to catch me online, you go anything with budget pedal chat pretty much. Uh, Facebook, uh, Instagram, and YouTube. And YouTube is the home of the No Talk All Tone series, which has recently featured some Chef Tone stuff and will be featuring the Tate FX Antares very soon. Lee, you are Pedal Boards of Doom at Instagram. Um, and YouTube as well. Uh, I mean, we we both do some content for that. Um, mm-hmm. And we occasionally do these live podcasts as well, which um, are going to be happening a little bit more frequently over the next couple of weeks, uh, helping us get through the World Cup of Pedals 2021. Um, so that will be us for this week. So from myself... Mr. Budget Pedal Chap from Lee. Say bye, Lee. Bye. It will be a tatty bye and good night for this week. Ta-da, beat. See you soon. Bye. Bye. Goodbye. Goodbye, everybody. Y'all lovely. Okay, what did Sean Connery... uh, Sorry, why doesn't Sean Connery like crustaceans? I don't know. It's uh, because they're shellfish. (laughs) They're they're shellfish. That's a really good impression. Well done, man. That was good. Rest in peace, Sean Connery.